0: podcast is brought to you by Welcome to another edition of Watch This or Die. Podcast, your weekly fix for quality movie recommendations. I'm Scott Croucher.
1: And I'm Matt LaPlante.
0: And we will be your hosts on this cinematic voyage. Now it is our goal every week to recommend to you a movie that we not only fucking love, but one that we're pretty damn sure you will too. So over the next 100 minutes or so, we're going to do our very best to convince you to go and check out this movie like your life depends on it. Now, without further ado, the movie that we are recommending to you this week is To Die For. Suzanne would do anything to be famous. She's going to be the next Barbara Walters.
2: I believe that Mr. Gorbachev, you know the man who ran Russia for so long, I believe that he would still be in power today if he'd had that big purple thing taken off his forehead. To be on television. You're not anybody in America unless you're on TV. Was a chance she would die for. You're on good evening from the wwe and weather center weather center have any of you actually ever been on television before uh. to be a star you've got to be able to do things that ordinary people wouldn't do was the opportunity she would kill for <sighs> okay <laughs> and that's exactly what she did I think I need to tell you that today was a hot one. Four. With just a slight chill in the air.
0: Three. Nothing is going to stop her.
2: Two.
1: Did you get the gun?
0: Yeah. One. And welcoming you beautiful motherfuckers to another episode. This week we are doing to die for as we are diving headfirst into the month of June as summer is finally upon us. I will bring in uh, my cohort who I think got a haircut from a blind man. And I think uh, he's fallen in love with John Barenthal. I think he may have oh, yeah. gone head over heels. Yeah, like. Either that or he's yeah. in a John Barenthal contest, something like that. You don't like the cut? I also noticed you're growing the the porn stash back, so it's it's, uh, it's a good is, look. Yeah, yeah, slowly
1: coming back. Yeah, it's slowly coming back.
0: Folks, you just this be glad we just do this audio, Lee. You do not want to see this visual. <laughs> yeah, visuals. you would visuals. this are yeah. awful. Wouldn't want to see. You. Awful. Oh God, no. You look like I you're wouldn't want to see what this looks like. You look like you're on a list. Yeah, yeah, w- yeah. probably. However, I'm. I look like I'm trying out for the Beach Boys. So <laughs> yeah, you do
1: look like you're trying out for yeah, the Beach Boys. Yeah, I've gone
0: full on into. The uh, world of the Hawaiian like, uh, shirt Yeah, fuck, fuck. it Absolutely like, I'm, uh, I'm Clarence Worley I'm doing Clarence Worley That's
1: I, that's the wardrobe <laughs> I'm going for from now on Just the Clarence Worley Yeah, on. absolutely You just need to there. I'm gonna we, get, get a 357 Magnum and I'm gonna put it in my back eye. And that's gonna be it And then you got an eye patch too so We might be
0: foreshadowing a little bit here too yeah. Might be a little bit foreshadowing <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm lose... doing it for June You never know yeah, Exactly. You never know uh, Before we jump into this week's movie As we start this new month of June I feel like we're getting random again. I feel like this whole month, except for maybe our last movie of this month, is going to be a bunch of movies that, unless you're a diehard fan of like the noir movies of the 80s and the 90s, you may not know these movies well. Like Some of these movies we're going to talk about, people will have known the directors, but may not know this this movie in their catalog. I feel like that's where where we're at. Yeah, there's some offbeat picks. Definitely. Absolutely. Right before we talk about this offbeat movie... As we are in 2021, beginning of June. At the end of this month, it seems like it's weird that it's going to coincide with maybe another movie that we're doing of about a certain person we're about to talk about. <laughs> but Mr. Quentin Tarantino's book version yeah. of it's Once Upon out. a Time in Hollywood is due out. I believe it's June 29th is what it was announced yes. today.
1: Yeah. So very be, exciting. If you pre-order it, you'll get it on July 1st. I have it pre-ordered. I'm just I'm gonna go to the loser. goddamn bookstore. I mean, what yeah, the fuck? that's true. I mean, you know, they still have those things, right? I pre-ordered it. Yeah, when yeah, COVID wasn't it. as yeah. like. So you'll not pre-order as, it yeah. and
0: get it July 1st, and it's supposed to have bookstores on the 29th. So those of us who aren't morons can buy <laughs> it up,
1: on the day <laughs> while you wait the three more days. Pages. You wait yeah. two
0: more days, three more days for it to come to you. Yeah. <laughs> genius, genius. Uh, so, I think things through. <laughs> yes, you do. Like that haircut. <laughs> like this haircut. Uh, I, I might take a screenshot of this thing. It's going to be up on our social media. It's got to be. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> All right, so this week we are talking about the movie to die for. So let's just jump right into it. Susan Stone knows exactly what she wants. She wants to be a television newscaster, and she is willing to do anything to get what she wants, regardless of the ultimate cost and won't let anything or anyone stand in her way in Gus Van Sant's black comedy crime film, To Die For. Columbia
2: Pictures welcomes you to the real America. Suzanne, did you get those kids to kill your husband? Where criminals get to be celebrities. It was on First Edition and American Justice. And celebrities get away with murder. It's nice to live in a country where life, liberty, And all the rest of it still stand for something. Nicole Kidman is... To Die For.
0: Now, this movie, as we said, is directed by Gus Van Sant. Uh, for those of you who don't know him, he's definitely an avant-garde artur, yeah. I would say, and famous for his '90s movies. I think he really, you know, took off in the '90s. Probably his most famous movie is going to be Goodwill Hunting. That is the movie yeah. most people will know
1: him for. I would say, if you had to pick three, it would be Milk, Goodwill Hunting, and Finding Forrester. I would also say, which I did not enjoy, this movie the movie
0: Oh actually he does two two really kind of dark ass movies about real life. He did the movie that was kind of about a Kurt Cobain. I can't even think of the yeah, name he of did that. Last one. days. Last
1: days. With uh Michael Pitt. Yep. But they didn't get the rights to do anything involving Nirvana so he couldn't Yeah because Kurt fucking name what's her or name any of it. Because of Courtney. Oh, yeah, Courtney. Yeah. yeah. And then he did the now, again, I'm not gonna. I can't remember the
0: name of it either. But he did that movie about um, Columbine. Yes, another one that he couldn't. Yeah, it was use Columbine. was it called Elephant? I think it was called Elephant. Elephant. Yeah, Elephant.
1: Yeah, yeah that's a yeah. great movie. Elephant is uh, extremely intense. But yeah, talk about it. yeah. He he pulls no punches with that going into the lives of what would have been what Dylan and I can't remember the other one's name. Yeah, I couldn't tell if in that movie he was
0: trying to allude to that they were gay and lovers. Yeah, that was that was the yeah because they have the
1: shower scene. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Yeah,
0: so it was interesting. Um, This was written by a man named Buck Henry. I didn't do any more research into him. I just <laughs> like the name. was like the name Buck Henry. Buck Henry. It came yeah. out in 1995. He carved. He carved the script. Yes, he into did wood. with a, with a bucket. <laughs> like in... yeah, absolutely. He fucking yes. yeah. He, he mailed he, him a tree. He gave him sheets of wood as the script. This stars Nicole Kidman. In a phenomenal performance by her. Yeah. Incredible. Mr. Matt Dillon. Once again, Mr. Joaquin Phoenix makes an appearance yeah. on this podcast. This is two now? Yeah. Is it two or is it three? Two or three. Uh, this is three. He has been in Clay three. Pigeons. Yep. You Were Never yeah, Really that. Here and Now to Die For. So, Mr. Joaqu- this may be, he may be the head of our list He's as far up, as guys yeah. we've done. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Casey Affleck, Ben's brother. Elena Douglas, Dan Hedea. This is going to be a back-to-back Dan Hedea coming up here. We're going to have back-to-back movies with him, Mr. Kurtwood Smith and Wayne Knight. Yes. Wayne Knight,
1: that Wayne Knight from Seinfeld fame, Mr. And oh, Jurassic man. Park he's, fame. And Jurassic Park, he, he is so perfect in his role. He is in excellent in this one. Yes, he is like there's nobody else I could have done. This.
0: Doesn't it feel like in this movie he's like almost playing the character he plays in Basic
1: Instinct? Doesn't it feel like the same yeah. kind of guy? Oh yeah, yeah, it totally is. Like they're like, oh let's we're gonna do this, but you work for a TV station, <laughs> like, like a know, shitty like, TV you, station. Yeah, like, oh man! But he's so great. His inter- all his interview scenes are fantastic. Yes. Oh yes. We're gonna get into all of that too. This was made on a budget. I was surprised at how much this
0: actually was made on. But I guess the star power of like Nicole Kidman must have been it. Yeah. But um, yeah. like twenty million dollars to make this movie. Like it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's, it's a cheaply made movie by by any stretch of the imagination. It's not. It just doesn't feel like a twenty million dollar budget. Am I, am I wrong yeah. on that? There's no. no real special effects. Nope. There's no. CGI shit. There's, no, I mean, there's no explosions. There's yeah. you know, car chases, big, Canada, big I sets. Think I think they
1: filmed it in Canada too, so maybe Canada used to be more expensive <laughs> maybe. to film in. I guess so. No. <laughs> like it got cheaper. Jesus. But, but then, I, like I, the parents, the you know the, both their parents in this film, you know, are veteran actor actors and actresses, so they might have cost more, even though they were. Small roles. Yeah, veteran, but veteran like supporting actors, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're not talking like it's Robert
0: De Niro playing the dad and yeah, it's Gino. Yeah. Like, that's that's extra money. That's true. It made back 21.3 million, which isn't isn't bad. Isn't bad. 95 was a was a good year of movies, and so I mean we've talked about ninety-five. Ninety five had heat. It had The Usual Suspects. It had seven. Those are three major movies that came out in the fall where this came out. So I guess to get $21.3 yeah. to at least make back your budget isn't bad, considering that those are three
1: major movies that came out around the same time that this film came out. Yeah. By all means, before this, he was only really known for Drug Story Cowboy and My Own Private Idaho. So it wasn't Very like he true. was coming in with like a big film behind him. No, but
0: it's interesting that... Uh, his next film, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. But three years later, he
1: comes up with Google hunting. That goes up for movie. He did, yeah. Yeah, like he like, yeah three boom. years later. Yeah, it's fantastic. And we'll we'll get into why. How we that will. Happened we to happen. We will, a little bit. Happened to happen. Yeah.
0: Now, my favorite, IMDB. Oof, love those guys. This motherfucker only got a D, so 6.8. You know, I mean, IMDb, yeah. really good. We're going to get into, I think, also one of the things we like about this movie in our, in our top five of why I think that if this movie came out today or a couple years ago, it would have a higher rating. Because I think it would be more of a dichotomy of today's society. Yes. We'll get into that. Yeah. Critics, however, did enjoy the film, giving it an 88. Audiences, a 65. Again, I still think that this movie has not been seen in quite some time. So those are older scores. And I think that if audiences today watched it with today's perspective, they might see it in a different light. And actually, if this movie was remade today, which was one of those movies you probably could remake, you would only have to change a few things, just the way it goes yeah. in a certain and it would feel
1: very much like a modern day movie for today.: Yeah, no, I totally agree. It pretty much like I feel like you could either take this and, and make it a little stranger and almost take it into the David Lynch. Direction director.
0: This has a bit of a it has has like a a kind of a David Lynch slash Cohen brothers feel to it. You know what I mean? Like it has like that that feel of a mashup, but yet it still feels very original. Doesn't it's not stealing from either because as we'll talk about in a little bit, that it definitely has a very interesting it's one. It's it's on the forefront of stuff that I don't think anyone saw coming until now. Yeah. Until we oh, now yeah. look back at oh, it, almost twenty five over twenty five
1: years, later, twenty six years later. Yeah, we were we were just starting to touch into like the tabloid times. Yeah, but like I the, mean, even uh, even more tabloid so, tabloid even, news. Yeah. 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 Now it's like now with the whole reality TV. Yep. World. Absolutely. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah, not, and not just the reality TV
0: world, but also being all. These, oh yeah. Everything. Yeah. You know, all this bullshit that people are TikTok influencers, influencers. Yeah. Yeah. How sad is your Maybe we should oh. just
1: get, we should quit and just
0: rewrite the script. How sad is it that you you live your life by watching other people's lives and being influenced by them? If you're one of those yeah. people right now, I, I'm just here I'm this is a friendly <sighs> thing, friendly push from your Uncle Scott here. Get a fucking Uncle life. Scott. Get a fucking life. All right. <laughs> Who gives a yeah, fuck I don't have- What some fucking family in Wisconsin does, or what cheese they eat, or what diapers they use, or what rash cream they use. Get a fucking life. Jesus Christ. Pull your head out of the fucking phone, put it down, and live your life, and stop watching these fucking idiots who don't deserve the fucking lifestyle they get from from showing you every 20 seconds of their fake life. All these set-up shots. Stop. Get a fucking (laughs) life. Jesus Christ. I can't believe that's a, that's what we are in society right now. Anywho, I'll get into that later, a little bit more. <laughs> we live in a society. Mm, yeah, we live in something. All <laughs> right, so on that dreary note, let's jump into the top five reasons. <laughs> we believe you should watch this movie and stop listening to fucking influencers. The top five reasons to watch this movie. Our first reason is... Number one. Nicole Kidman's powerhouse performance. And it is phenomenal. And we may be talking about some more of her performances later on in the episode. But for me, I think this is one of my favorites. Yeah. I originally thought Easily. it would be my favorite, but I think Things We Talk About Later is my favorite. But re-watching this, I forgot how fucking good she is in this movie. Yeah, she's phenomenal like she plays a lot of great characters now she's getting older uh, you know we talked she made one nicholas cage movie and uh, not not a very good one and oh, so
1: fantastic one trespass yeah. yeah, that, definitely made a she, yes maybe, not a i'm very gonna be good talking one. about i'm gonna be talking about it later yeah, about? i'm sure you will it's probably <laughs> your number, it's your one through five <laughs> it's my one
0: it's my number one um and you know, and again, she's in three movies with her ex-husband when they were still married. Mr. Tom Cruise. Yeah. They did three movies together. And she's always been like the eye candy in some movies. Or she's more of a, now as she's matured, she's like, you know, like obviously playing more mature roles. But she is, out of her mind, brilliant in this one as far as yeah. being like a sociopath. And just, I don't know, yeah. like the starvation for fame that she yeah. shows. Like, shows. Like it gets a hold of her. And yep. There's a thing about her that I about the performance that I love is the fact that once she gets the bug to be famous, nothing stands in her way. Like no. she is driven. Some people are like oh, I want to be famous and don't know how to go about. Even though she gets becomes a little bit infamous, her fame, her desire to be famous, nothing stops her. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she, it becomes her sole desire for everything. Yeah. Everything else loses
1: its. You know, it's vigor, and all she wants is to be famous. That's all she wants to be. It's like if uh, Casey Anthony and Kim Kardashian had a baby. Jesus, yeah. Uh yeah, pretty dark. Kinda. But... Yeah, kind <laughs> of. Yeah. Yeah. Except, except I'm trying to think of someone who actually has,
0: who can actually speak and actually has a little more tenacity than Kim Kardashian. She's oh, yeah, just a yeah, fucking, yeah. like,
1: bimbo idiot. Yeah. That is true. Apparently racist, because that's why Kanye's divorcing her. Because or she's white right. supremacist. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I, let's, I don't. I don't even want to
0: mention uh, that so fucking good. guy. He's so falling good. off the fucking wagon. He's, he, he's he, he'd off be wagon. perfect for this role if we redid it—a male yeah, role. He,
1: he, uh, yeah, they would just we we do a, yeah. a, a sex swap on it. So I guess we should give her a quick a, a,
0: give a quick backstory of what Nicole Kidman does, right? So Nicole Kidman is the star of this film. She is a young woman in a town in New Hampshire, a made-up town in New Hampshire, and she. Has been in love with being on camera since her dad started shooting home movies of her. And her dad is played by, and I forget his name, but the father from that 70s show. That 70s show, Fucking right. love him. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so good. Perfect in this. Dumbass. Dumbass. Love him. So once that happens, she kind of starts to get this dream of being on TV. She wants to be Barbara Walters. At the, I mean, in 95, that makes sense. She wants to be Barbara Walters and maybe even... Uh, in a different periphery, she wants to be Oprah Winfrey because Oprah Winfrey was obviously starting to launch her billionaire career on TV as well. So <laughs> her <laughs> she's not bright. She's full of determination and full of yeah. gumption, but she's not exactly the brightest bulb in the pack. And she wants to make her way there by getting on a small news channel in town, and she ends up becoming yeah. the weather person. But in the, in the other time, she also comes up with a lot of great ideas, and she wants to continually do, like, these behind-the-scenes stories of any, anything. Like, anything. Wayne Knight's character talks about, like, sh- all she wants to do. They call her gangbusters. But all she wants to do is uh, she has
1: ideas all the time. Like, I should do a yeah, story in this, or stop. I should do a story in this.
0: Yeah. She's just she's, literally, she's
1: living there. She's living there and just, like, editing hours and hours' worth yes. of video. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and it, it was all based off real life. Uh, Pamela Smart, who seduced a fifteen-year-old uh, boy, and I think it was three or four of his friends that she had kill her husband. You giving something away, Crazy. Matt? <laughs> Should we Not have a spoiler really. here, Matt? Not a spoiler. Um, uh, she is a
0: classic sociopathic personality. Classic, like yeah, big time. For what she lacks, maybe in street smarts. She makes up for in her cunning ability to manipulate people, especially using her sexuality. And let's not pretend Nicole Kidman is hot in this movie. I forgot oh, yeah. how how tantalizingly yeah.
1: sexy she was in this film. Just the car the car rain scene. Oh my god, She's just, is, she just she
0: plays it so well. She is she plays that seductress, that femme fatale so fucking well. In this movie So well in this movie She totally She manipulates Poor Poor Joaquin Phoenix poor, oh God, yeah. Who can't listen To
1: the weather report Without jerking can't off anymore Can't li- That is so great That's one of my favorite <laughs> Oh scenes, it's one of my favorite When he just Talks says, about yeah. everything Like about the weather And then says Yeah I can't I can't not jerk off I never really give a rat's ass About the weather Until I got to know Mr. Amretto. Now I take it very serious. If it rains, or there's lightning or thunder, or if it snows, I have to check off. Why <laughs> is so good? Oh, man. I just
0: imagine him hearing a weather report, and it's a male it's doing like, it too. "Fuck <laughs> yeah, I gotta go do this uh,
1: now." Unbelievable. Fuck. He's just like, what, "What can I do? Like, I, I don't have any yeah. control. I <laughs> have to do this. I have to. Yeah, like, I need to quench this uh, thirst." you know who originally was supposed to, was offered to play her role? Oh, yes. For I $5 million, it. turned it down. I read it and I can't remember now. Big, big name in the 90s with Tom Hanks. Oh, oh, uh, Meg Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, Meg Ryan, yes. Meg uh, Ryan you turned know it what? down. She took it, so then Kim, uh, I, Kim, 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 Kim Kardashian did it. Ma- <laughs> Kim Kardashian <Kim laughs> took it for $2 million. So now we know, Now we need to just figure out where the $18 million went. I think the other eighteen million went to he was already prepackaging
0: the budget for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you Good Robin Will. Williams or Google Will Hunting. Yeah. Well, he was just saving money yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he already had this in the bag in his back pocket. Uh, <laughs> this is how crazy she is in this film. And I I found this to be awful but yet hilarious. And I wanna preface this. This is fictional, so I'm not thinking the situation is hilarious. It's just how this is how big of a piece of shit she really kind of is. Like, she's a sociopath and a narcissist. She only cares about herself. So she decides to put together this. The voice of basically would be Generation X, our generation, my generation. The slacker generation, as we were called. So she wants to do this documentary on them. So she gets three kids to sign up, and they would be uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Casey Affleck, and uh, another young lady who I forgot to put her name down because I she wasn't in my main thing. And they're going to be their, their subjects. And eventually she starts a relationship up with Joaquin Phoenix because she is going to manipulate him to... Possibly kill her husband, Matt Dillon. And we'll get into reasons why. There's a moment she's in the mall talking to this girl who's befriended her, who just, you know, looks up to her and wants to be like her and may even have some little bit of sexual feelings towards her. Yeah. maybe She may be be closeted and this may be starting to pull her out. very much so. Yeah. She's trying to, uh, definitely trying to force her out. And she is sitting there talking to her. And the young girl basically tells her that she has been molested by her mother's boyfriend, and finally got him to stop. And this, she glazes right over it, doesn't even mention it, doesn't even doesn't console the girl. Just talks and changes the subject to talk about something like like almost as if she didn't tell her something. Yeah. Like, this is the yeah. first time that anyone has told her this, and I forgot yeah. this when I first saw the movie. But then rewatching it now, obviously with the context of the way life has gone in the last 26 years, you look at it and you're like, holy shit! She just basically confided in her that she's been molested by a yeah. boyfriend that may still be living and- there. And yeah. she was able to fight him off and how she you know changed it. I forget I forget what she said how she did to change it to keep him away. And Kim just just completely just, doesn't, doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't even, doesn't even hear ears. it. Yeah, wasn't even paying yeah. to listen to it.
1: Yeah. Her fucking role in this is insane. And you know she was snubbed that year. And uh, the one famous person that said it uh, again, you know this is the second time he, I think he's came into play. And we've talked about him speaking up for stuff. Is uh, Sean Penn said that she was robbed for not getting nominated. He wrote a, he actually wrote a letter to her. They did a movie later on down the road together, I believe. Oh yeah, I'm not sure. Interpreter or something like that. I think it was. Yes, the interpreter. The. Yep. Yep. The interpreter. Two thousand five. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, she deserved to be. I was surprised that she wasn't even nominated. I don't. I, we'd have to look back to one for '95. Who was in it? But yeah, th- she this should've. is not. I mean, she's won a golden. She's a golden. She's won an Academy Award for the. Yep, movie she won League. a golden globe for this. Yeah, she should have won. She should have been an Oscar nominated for sure. Uh, her performance yeah. is stellar. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. It's. We're gonna get into a couple later on. Obviously, you guys aren't that stupid. This is fucking episode 39. But now I think you have an idea of how we do things. We always usually kind of pick an yeah. actor. Yeah. I think you're <laughs> figuring out who it could be. But there's a couple performances there There's at least one or two Where you're just like like You're like holy shit Like you know I don't want to say she falls into a box of roles But she se- she seems to be the same person a couple times She gets pigeonholed a few times Except for the Nicholas Cage movie Yeah, no. there's a oh, yeah. few <laughs> of we'll talk about She just breaks out And she's just like unbelievable in them.
2: On TV is where we learn about who we really are Because what's the point of doing anything worthwhile If nobody's watching And if people are watching It makes you a better person
0: Now, what sets her on this path of, like, real (laughs) sociopathic psychosis and real desire to (laughs) manipulate young men into possibly killing her husband is the second reason you should watch this movie. Number two. And that is Susie and her husband Larry, played by Mr. Matt Dillon, they have a conversation about their priorities after they get married. (laughs) Matt Dillon plays this drummer... In some ah, shitty so band that yeah. plays at his parents' Italian he's restaurant. He's perfect
1: in this role. He's great in this role. He is such yeah. like an almost it, an ah shucks, you know. Yeah. I'm the cool he's guy in town, but not too cool. smart. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Italian. Yeah, like, a mama's a, a boy can, Italian. You know, like mom and dad Italian think he's the great. Or, he
0: is fucking Sly Stallone to them. You
1: know what I mean? He's yeah. Rocky. Oh yeah, definitely may have some mob connections. Like, <laughs> like his oh, family yeah. may have some connection. Like definitely, dad for sure. Dad, yeah, for sure. Dad knows a few too. people, all right. Yeah, they definitely it, it, when they when they uh, cast his father in this, they definitely had Niro on mind, but they didn't have the money, so they're like, okay, we gotta look for somebody else. You know, Daniel Hidea,
0: I've thought about it. He's you know
1: he's he's, a, he's one of those character actors.
0: He's coming up in a movie we're talking about next week. He's in this one. He is in The Usual Suspects, which came out the same year. Yep. Um, when did um, Clueless come out? Was that 95, 97, I think. Or he's in Clueless as as yeah. what's her name's dad. I mean, he picks up some pretty decent roles. You know. Oh he, yeah, especially in the, ni- the that period, in the, ni- the oh, God, mid nineties. Yeah, 90s? yeah. yeah. He's, he's he's an excellent actor, and he he's a good he's good in this as well. He's not in much, not in much, but one night. Larry gets an idea. Now, this is Susie. It's his wife. And they have been married. And she would come to the shows at the at the parents' bar. And he fell for her. And apparently he would tell his sister sex with her is like, <laughs> like watching a volcano explode on the sun kind of thing. Like it's... John Mayer once said sex with Jessica Simpson was like uh, being hooked on heroin. It was that good. So... This is why I, this is this this is the same comparison. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Nicole Kidman and Matt Dillon's characters, when they had sex, it was amazing. Made him lose his mind. So they get married. They're you know starting you know their life together. Matt Dillon's just this lovable dumbass. You know he really <laughs> yeah, is. He really is. Meanwhile, she has a lot of uh, ambitions, and he's supportive of it for the most part. Until one night where. He mansplains how their life should be. You know what I mean? He mansplained before we knew the term. Yeah. He was ahead of the the time. Yeah. Yeah. He really said... (laughs) Because it's 95, so, you know, the new woman movement that we have been going through, where, you know, women have been held in the glass ceiling for a very long time, and... Have not been given the opportunities that men have, and usually have to use their sexuality to do so. Obviously, that's why we have the Me Too movement. I'm not saying that this is what happened to her here with him, but he basically is like, you know what? The things you're doing, that's great, but you're at a local channel, you're never gonna make it to the big time. Like, he's literally yeah. condescending her. And yeah. just cutting her down, but in the nicest of ways, too. Like, he's not being yeah. mean about it. And he's like, you know, you're, you know, you do good yeah. he's this this. So, he's just so doofy. He's yeah. just so st- stupid. Yeah, he has all these dumb ideas for what he wants to do with the bar and his parents' restaurant, oh, God, and she yeah. can help promote it and all this other stuff. And believe me, Suze, I am not selling short what you're doing now. I mean, you know, the weather report stuff, which you're really good at. But let's face facts, probably not gonna lead to any big network offers. In this way, we could be working together in both our respective fields, doing what a family is supposed to be doing. A family, that's what I'm talking about, Suze. Hmm? What do you think? And you yeah. can just see in her eyes, like that was the moment it all stopped. Like in yeah. her, from that moment on, she's like, "I'm probably you're in gonna, my way." Yeah, you're in my way. Like you are an obstacle to my yeah. success.
1: Yeah, she, that's when she definitely notices it. Yeah,
0: because he starts up by telling her no, which she's never heard before. That's the how yeah. she comes in and says, yeah. "Can we do this tomorrow?" He's like, "No, no, we can't." And so she sits down, and right off the bat, that's it for her. She's done. You know, he told her no, which you know, she she had to grow up a little bit, but it didn't. It doesn't go well after that <laughs> but it's that moment like you can see it in that moment that he has fucked up big time and we see that that drive for being successful being told that you won't be successful like it it totally fucks with her psyche and now, oh yeah i
1: think the whole time she's sitting and listening to him she's thinking about how she can kill him or get him out of the picture yes oh definitely She's definitely looking for that. You know, I, I want to call back, though, to one of my favorite lines, though, from uh, his father to him is when he's telling me he sold the drum set. He's like, you sold yeah. the drum set? I'm like, it was such a
0: big deal. <laughs> well, I think the father realized that he was really changing yeah. for her. No, yeah. Which he really does. It was, does. Like it was like much... such a
1: silly like line, though. You know what I mean? But it, was, it fit it perfectly. Well, she's so motivated
0: that their honeymoon is in Florida. And a lot of people think that's strange that she would want to go to Florida. Being that... I mean, it's Nicole Kidman, so they even make a mention that she's like pasty white. Like the sun might set her on fire. Yeah. <laughs> that it's dangerous for her to be in the sun. And... While she's there, she's set it up because she wanted to go to a television conference. So she sends the husband out on a fishing trip and blah, blah, blah. And she stays behind. And she goes to this, best way I could describe it, is Good Old Boys Club of uh, Broadcasting. That's such a weird... Place there is an innuendo that she may or may not have slept with some old producer from one of the New York channels, major channels. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we don't know for sure, but she doesn't come back to the room till later, and yeah. I, I can't tell. They don't, it's it, it it just left just up al-
1: alluded to, it's yeah. left
0: up, but even there, she's like, doesn't even get it. Like, no. he tells a great story about how some they don't say the name of the lady, but they're alluding to some famous female television personality having <laughs> come for a job from the Midwest and coming in tow with this letter that says, you know, gives all their qualifications and basically it wraps up the letter with like, she sucks a mean dick, so she sucks dick so hard She'll pull your, like, pop your eyeballs out or Something like that Something like that So yeah. he The guy hires her And then one time He ends up running into Another one of these Little conventions they have Runs into her Supposed station manager Who sent the letter And he says You know That's a great letter You wrote You know what I mean You got great writing skills And he's like I didn't write any letter Basically alluding to the fact That the young lady Whoever were, You know Whether it's Jane Pauly Back and they whoever They're trying to Allude it to being <laughs> Wrote her own letter Letting them know That she would suck dick Basically for a job And it goes right over Nicole Kidman's head like completely Like yeah, she, yeah. she can't figure out what he's trying to talk to what he's alluding to she's just sitting there just like huh and he he's basically it's such a me too thing too he's basically telling her without telling her that hey if you want to get places in this world that's how you're going to get someplace you know yeah. and it still was going overhead when I was at the network there was this gal from some 10
2: watt station in the Midwest where she did the weather the weather so she comes up to New York in her best Donna Karen Dress for Success knockoff, Blonde hair all done up in a French twist. And an audition tape in her imitation leather briefcase. Along with a letter of introduction from her station manager that says, Please give your most serious consideration to the bearer of this letter, Miss So-and-so, who is of moderate intelligence. Who has some experience in broadcasting, and more importantly, who can suck your cock until your eyes pop out. And you know who that gal is today? Who? it's true <laughs> and here comes the best part
1: oh, yes
2: this is the best part about 10 years ago I'm at some TV conference somewhere and I run into that station manager and I congratulate him on his letter writing skills and he doesn't know what I'm talking about oh. oh oh why doesn't he because sweetheart he didn't write the letter oh Oh, who did? She did. She wrote it herself.
1: Oh. Oh, I see.
2: It's good, isn't it? I love it. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I watch your show all the time. Everybody does. So, uh,
0: what do you think, Suzanne? We don't know... If Susie did or didn't fuck another man on their honeymoon. <laughs> so fucked up. It really is, right? <laughs> so fucked up. However, it's a great way to lead to our third reason. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Number three. Which is the motel rendezvous because she does end up fucking another guy. A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot.
1: Oh my gosh! Yes, Mr. Poor Joaquin, Joaquin
0: Phoenix, the Poor guy Phoenix. who has to jerk off to all the new. To, you know what? This was before the Weather Channel. He bust. I mean, that's his. That's his oh, Pornhub. Yeah. Oh God! That's if his. The Weather hub. Channel
1: existed. That he, yeah, is his
0: Pornhub now. Yeah. He just oh, jerks so off
1: on the on the hour on
0: the ones. Or whatever <laughs> yeah. <it is>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In, weather uh, on the ones? Oh
1: uh, no, weather on the tens. It was the tens. Yeah, He's weather busting on Busting one
0: out every every six, ten six, six, six,
1: six an hour. He's busting out oh, six an fuck. hour. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Oh man, yeah, he is so young, and that's uh, oh, God. it's crazy the the amount of uh, just insane like uh, skill that he showed back then and talent for acting.
0: Well, we did the movie Clay Pigeons, which is two years comes out two years after this, and just even. Mm-hmm. Just even his maturity as far as age-wise, in gap that two to three years from filming, you it's, like, gap.
1: Yeah, it's huge crazy.
0: change. And, like, I don't want to say he went through puberty between those two movies, yeah. but he sure as fuck seemed to have,
1: you know? Yeah. No, like, you know, especially in the 90s, and even now, this is, it's always been done, is the high school students never look like high school students. Him and Casey Affleck and that Absolutely. girl actually look like high school students yes. from the 90s. Like, so good. When you see I, I, them, I the forgot Casey Affleck with them,
0: was in this movie until I saw him. I was yeah. like, oh my God, that's a young Casey Affleck.
1: Yeah, with his, like, they both have, like, mullets. He's got, like, a curly mullet. Oh. Keen's got more of the, like, white trash mullet going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Well, they're, they're so both great. white trash. They're both white they're trash. They're both yeah.
0: New England white trash. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah,
1: so good. But yeah, even how they intercut, like, uh, a lot of scenes where they get, uh, when they first get introduced with, like, heavy metal music is so great. Yeah, he did a great job of, of,
0: and it was Danny Elfman who did the score, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. You can tell Danny Elfman music immediately. I can tell when it's a Danny yeah, Elfman yeah. score, at least back when it was in the 90s. He's definitely matured more. His his sounds have changed over time. But you listen to any Tim Burton movie, you, you're you like, oh, yeah. there's Danny Elfman. Oh, yeah. So when this came out, I was like, oh, wow, that's definitely Danny Elfman. And then it's weird that he threw in that punk rock infusion yeah, it with it, Yeah. I especially it. when they were so only the on.
1: Yeah. And it was jarring too, like because it definitely—it's meant to be too, yeah, and yeah, and definitely like it almost makes you kind of break from reality yes. when it goes into those parts. She lures Mr. Joaquin Phoenix and
0: Casey Affleck and the young lady—we forget her name—I apologize—they are lured into her confidence, and they are going to be filmed for this documentary she's putting together. Well, it's through this that she realizes that she has completely controlled them, like she's manipulated them. They—they they will do whatever she asks so she strikes up a sexual relationship with Mr. Joaquin Phoenix this is probably over a course of months it feels like cuz when when we get yeah, to another part we talk moving. about it, it she has worked him in for yeah. quite some time oh yeah like, <laughs> later on he'll be interviewed by some detectives and asked oh how many times yeah. and he goes through like it is, such, is so wrong, it is such don't get it is such a teenage boy who is having his first sexual or second sexual experience of his time, his first major sexual experience where, like, it's memorable. Like, this person has rocked his world. We will remember every single place, time, how many times we've done it, where we've done it. Every, you that's will so not good. forget. As you get older, you I stop thinking about that shit. But when you're it's your first time, yeah. you can know dates, times. You got to mark. You know, yeah. I know we did. We did 22 times at the ice cream store, 15 times in the golf cart. Like you know all the shit that you did it. And so when he rattles off all the places, even the people invest in you know interviewing him are kind of like Jesus Christ. Like that's yeah. a fucking lot it just
1: goes on, and on and on, on and, and, and on and on. Oh my god, yeah. It's so great. It's a uh, great scene. Yeah. Um, and you know Nicole Kidman actually like filmed uh, all the videotape sequences herself. Yes, yes, she did. In yes, character. yeah, the one. Yep, awesome. She definitely. So she went in hard for this. It's fucking really, really awesome. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the, so at this point, she
0: has finally had sex with him for a couple months, and now he is madly in love with her, and she's basically told him that she's in love with him, which we all know she's not. He's a a tool to be used to get what she wants, and what she wants is him. To kill her husband because her husband is in the way. I don't even know. He's not really even in the way of her dreams, but he has shit on her dreams. And he wants her to oh, yeah. change her dreams to do his harebrained bar yeah.
1: restaurant <laughs> <He's> schemes. <laughs> Foul mom and dad's footsteps. Yeah, yeah.
0: But in fairness, she's at some local television station doing the, new, doing the weather, you know. With Newman. With Newman. His restaurant seems to be the biggest thing in town. It is. So, it's, it's
1: definitely popping. It's like a bootleg like yeah. Goodfellas restaurant. It really is. So, <laughs> really you know, is.
0: I mean, if there's an opportunity for them to be successful, at least in that moment, yeah. his path current I oh, mean, yeah. it's yeah. currently. They, that they're way. not getting
1: they're not getting no money from her. Yeah, no. No, yeah, she's a bit not making shit. I love when, uh, when she interviews with Newman, and he's like, I don't think, like how many times he has to tell her that she doesn't understand that they're, like that it's, that she's not going to get paid any money. She, You're not going to make a whole lot of money here. Yeah, and She's like, well, I don't care. I mean, I get it. She wants to be on TV. You have to be on
0: somewhere. You have to have something. So she starts. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. Know. She's definitely the best weather person you've had on in a while. That's for sure. They go to this motel, and it's at this motel that we really get the true nature of her manipulation skills and also the sad devotion by not only Joaquin Phoenix, but that poor young girl. That poor young girl is stuck outside holding her stupid fucking dog while yeah. she's in there having sex with Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> so, so I feel so bad for that young girl. She is just yeah, totally she used gets the, the worst. She's the she worst used. She is giving Mr. Joaquin Phoenix fellatio. Yet... She's doing it where she gives him a little bit, and then is basically implanting. She's in, she's in the, she's using a new version of Inception. She's incepting <laughs> yeah. the idea that he should kill her husband by making up all these things about you know how he's been abusive to her and all this other stuff, yeah. and you know, and basically getting him to commit to a time when she's gonna kill when he's gonna kill him. Yeah, and that was it. And exactly, he basically decides to do it because. Apparently, well, for him, she's really good at sucking dick, and so oh, he's fully he's in love with her. 100%. Oh, percent, absolutely. Like, he also heels. wants whatever she's doing to keep going. Yeah. you know, he wants that to keep moving, so she won't keep doing it until he, you know, Agrees. commits yeah. to when yeah. he's going to do it. So, I mean, she maybe really puts the shit out of the whole situation, getting him to ask the girl for the gun, and I mean,
1: yep. she's not Russell stupid involved. in this part. Yeah, she knows. Getting Russell involved for what, like uh, some CDs and five hundred dollars. I think it ended up being a thousand dollars and some CDs. The best
0: part is some CDs.
1: So some de- CDs that shows
0: you ninety. That shows you mid nineties yeah, white so trash. Great.
1: So great. They yeah. all do it for like
0: twenty five dollars a pack of Marlboros
1: and like twelve CDs. Yeah. Right. 12 you, got that, CDs. you got that
0: Columbia House fucking thing. Yeah. Twelve CDs for a <laughs> yeah, cent.
1: Yeah. The, you got The deal. Yeah. Maybe it was the wall. That yeah. You had the sticker that forever. Was a good. Yeah. The sticker forever. So good. Hey, who's keeping up on those? Uh,
0: those breakers get scratched gonna That was for life.
1: Yeah, it, <laughs> I was, guess for it, life. Guess,
0: it was for life yeah. until they went out. Yeah, of yeah out of business, <laughs> so no one's taking care anymore. They're
1: like, oh yeah, sorry about that.
0: Oh, uh, so she eventually convinces him, but it's a really great scene to see the total manipulation and how easily, especially young men, but I think men in general, how Jesus Christ, we are easily, easily taken off guard through sex. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. Post sex,
0: once you. Once you uh, get a load out to the weather, you know what I mean? Once the storms the are weather. once the storm subsides, yeah. you think clearly. Until that happens, you you will do almost any stupid fucking thing that comes around. Anything. We do such stupid things for sex. <laughs> we don't even think about it sometimes. And then on, and I mean, he agreed to murder somebody so he could finish getting head. <laughs> yeah. and, you know I, mean? I don't care how good that sex is or how good that head is. You're going to get different head in jail. It's not going to be the same. Yeah, you I mean, You're no, going to be given that head in jail. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, it's a different storm oh, front
1: blowing through. It is. It really is. It does. It it, it leads to uh, absolutely memorable. And this is actually the part of the movie that I feel is pretty heavy on some David Lynch vibes is for uh, yes. fourth reason. Yes, absolutely. Number four, and that is spoiler alert.
0: So I'm gonna spoiler alert this real quick. I think Matt already fucking gave it away early on. You know, it's the haircut going that on. He's got the John Barenthal He's definitely you, John you Barenthal can, from Fury. Not the brightest, yeah, fucking, not the brightest bulb. Not the brightest bulb in the pack right now. Jesus Christ. Number four is Larry's murder I'm sorry, give it away, I'm sorry <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is real No way to go around this one <laughs> however, however, it's not technically It doesn't give away how this movie ends This isn't the end of the movie This isn't no. like Larry's murder all. and that we move on Not no. at all
1: The biggest part of the ending we haven't even alluded to No, at all. not even close And that's like in the final seconds of the film Which I wish we could talk about because it's amazing I But it's so good, good. When you start this
0: film, and we're going to talk about this, and that, that's going to come up in our last reason. When you start this film, you already know that something's happened. Yeah. Like, Like, like it, yeah. you, it's already, it's, like, it's, it's so Larry's death or time. someone's death is already kind of being alluded to. Yeah. So a because lot of the stuff we're being told news, is, yeah, like it's done. being talked around. We're going to get in that in second, but I, just, I don't want anyone to think that if you start watching this movie, suddenly you find out Larry's dead. It's in the fucking trailer, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like They basically oh, yeah. talk about how she may have killed him in the trailer. She's a cunning bitch. I'm not going to lie. Boy, she yeah. she has him killed on their one-year anniversary. That's, they yeah, go to the so fucking party at his parents' restaurant, and then she has an alibi because she has to go do the weather after the mm-hmm. party, and he goes home. And when he goes home, Casey Affleck, because he really wants those CDs. Really <laughs> he really wants, those, wants CDs. those CDs. He and Joaquin are in the house. It does. It has a very David Lynch vibe. But it also leaned a little bit on the Cohen esque because a lot of times, Cohen yeah, movies... Yeah, goofiness. Well, not just the goofiness, but some of their violence is sudden. Yeah. Like, Fargo always comes to mind. Like, some of the yeah. violence in Fargo, you're just kind of like, oh, shit. Like, it just... It happens. And it's almost comical, but it's also, like... Because people are stupid, and they get themselves into trouble. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, at, like, oh, shit, this happened. Sudden sudden, and obscene. Look at uh, uh, offscreen... Um, no Country for Old Men. <laughs> One of the, the biggest <laughs> catalysts of that film yeah. happens like that. Yeah. And you don't even fucking see it. Nope. You see the aftermath. Nope. You drive
0: up on it. Yeah. Same thing in Fargo, spoiler alert, when Steve Buscemi comes back after getting fucking shot in the face and gets <laughs> yeah. the money, his wife is dead. Like, he, she wouldn't stop yeah. shutting up. So he's up getting the money. The guy fucking kills her. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? That happens off screen. Like, we don't see Mr. Lundergaard's wife be killed. She yeah. He comes back and she's dead. So it had that feel to it, but they, it
1: <laughs> they're so great together, the two of them. Oh, God. And this is probably when they formed their friendship. Yes because, because Casey ended up marrying his uh, summer Phoenix for a while, yes,
0: and then got himself in trouble. But he also did the documentary when Joaquin Phoenix decided to have his, yeah rap career. yeah, but like it, it felt like. Andy Kaufman, he had like an Andy Kaufman moment. Like he decided to become someone he's, you yeah, know, like, like a person. When he b- tried he had that to big a beard and the yeah. glasses. Oh, I'm talking about, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, he was yeah, on David yeah. Letterman that one time being weird yep. and he was being filmed. I think it was called I'm Still Here, was the name of the documentary yeah, or whatever. And so Casey was the one who filmed it. So their friendship definitely was seated here. Started for here, sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're great together. Yeah. Yeah. So good. But together. it's just weird. And it is strange to look back at Joaquin Phoenix. In these roles. And now you see him now like he's completely changed. Do you know? Like, I don't yeah. I don't I wonder if that little what I don't want to say it's a, a stunt or whatever it was that he was doing during that two, three year hiatus when he's you know growing a fucking he's growing a, he's beard. growing a unabomber beard and you know <laughs> yeah. disappearing from, from public life, and now suddenly he comes back and he's like just very weird now. You know, what I mean like he's yeah. almost like avant-garde, almost he's trying to be mysterious, you know what I mean? It's just it's a oh, very yeah. weird thing he's got going
1: on from. Yeah, I think that's when maybe when he's really Started to develop more method acting. It was actually just literally Agreed. doing it Agreed. for a fucking. But he was for a great like a actor year. early on. He was in
0: his young days. You know, he wasn't terrible. He was excellent. He played Johnny Cash without having to fucking grow the beard and you know go off and eat goat dicks or whatever he was doing while he was gone. You know.
1: But no, he definitely he's learned a lot. You can tell from all the people he's been around. Oh yeah, absolutely. But he he's a very strong, very strong presence. Like
0: we've done three movies of his now. Three completely different performances, yet three very yeah. amazing performances in each of them. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I picked To Die For when we did his thing as one of the movies. I put him. I think it was like my number five or four of his performances. I think we. I had this movie as one of the performances I liked when we did it for Clay Pigeons. Okay, yeah. I think. I'm, I think I picked. I it. can't remember. I can't remember either. But I remember. But yeah. Think I did. The murders. <laughs> poor Matt Dillon. The murder scene is. Take it is a Rolex. lot. A lot of. David Lynch, but it's also done so so realistically. You know, yeah. they don't. It's not just like they burst
1: in and shoot. Yeah. Like they, hey, he really has a hard time shooting. Him. Like he, he almost do doesn't it. do it. Yeah, Casey Affleck's con- like just pretty much forcing him to get through it. He
0: wants them fucking CDs. He wants those yeah. Counting Crows CDs. Yeah. He wants those Spin Doctor. He wants <laughs> the
1: Hootie and the Blowfish yeah.
0: CDs. He's gonna get.
1: And I'd say I don't think it was even Casey that got him to do it. If that television wasn't on playing the weather report in the background with Nicole Kidman on it. And I don't think she he...
0: knew that it yeah. would be
1: on in the house,
0: and she knew that she could coax him to do it. Like, it's not yeah. unintentional. And that's no. really where the David Lynch stuff comes in right there. Yeah. The juxtaposition and just the way everything was filmed. It's a really amazing, fucking cool scene. And It is. I think it's, well, it's the only real violence in the movie for the most part. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the most part. Much. Yeah. It feels like the movie's more violent than it is, but it's not. Yeah,
1: you know, I mean, for all the because they spend so much time, you know, in uh, little flashbacks talking about this, you know. But how devious is it to wait to your year anniversary to do this? That's fucked up. That's you know what it's I mean? very like, diabolical. You go but again, to the it's party, like, party so much just celebrate? cut from like uh, it's so real. It's like cut no, I know from a news headline. Yeah, like, it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. This is kind of based somewhat on a true story. Yeah, you know, It's fucking nuts. She was a new Yeah uh, Miss uh, Yeah Pam I think it was Yeah Pamela Smart Yeah she was a news anchor Everything She was 22 years old Her husband was 24 Kid was 15 Fucking crazy nuts. She broke two laws in that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sex with a minor and murder, of course. I don't even think she got charged with that. She got charged with conspiracy, first degree murder, and a third one, but it wasn't that.
0: Not, But not sex with a minor. It's crazy. No. And look, a lot of things are different between men and women. If a man has sex with a young girl, that's a big problem. That's a big no-no. That's You're a pedophile. But lately, we've been seeing that a lot of young teachers are having sex with young boys And it's weird. There's not a big outcry from the females about how that's just as disgusting. And yet from... I wish this wasn't true. I really wish this wasn't true. But every time you hear about like some 17 or 16 year old kid who is, you know, running his mouth and and, and having some hot teacher arrest because she decided to sex with every man in America is like, just why did you why did you keep like we all wanted to be that kid when he was 16, 17, oh, yeah. and it's not right. I'm not saying it's right. No. But from no. the male perspective, it's we're all like, oh, you know, like that hot for teacher from Van Halen. Like we yeah. all want the hot for teacher, I and mean, it doesn't yeah. happen. And then when it does. You you're like hey kid shut your fucking mouth you're ruining everybody it's such a weird yeah. you know what's 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 good for one and what's not good you know what i mean it's just so bizarre that a, a male teacher has sex with a younger student a 17 year old student fucking piece of shit yeah. <laughs> happens the the way around the kid's a fucking hero you know, and yeah. everyone wants there as a teacher it's we, we live in a sick world uh, we're, hey, we, uh, we we're, we're sick people and that's why this fucking kid was easily coerced Manipulated, into yeah, killing her husband for no fucking reason. Yeah, and then she completely turns her back on him.
1: No, she does. The, even you know what you were talking about earlier with uh, him being interviewed by uh, the detectives and asking him about uh, how many times he had sex. Like it's yeah. almost like they just like they're fulfilling their own fantasies in their head. Oh, listening ex- to him yep. talk about yep. it.
0: Yep. Well, cool. one because they wish they had sex with her, but also two, they're like, God, when I was that age, that didn't happen to me. You know, where's yeah. where's this happening to me? And they had sex. I mean, every like he was like four times at her parents' house, three times at their house, one time under
1: the state, like one time like, in Russell's, one time in Russell's truck, we had a bag of Russell's truck, I mean, bag of Russell's truck, four uh, or five the times, to movie theater in the school. Yeah, it's like in yeah, during the like, same class. <laughs> yeah, and then we went to Jersey this one time. <laughs>
0: yeah. And there's there comes a point where you, you have to go. Maybe she was a nymphomaniac. Like, you start to go. Okay, you've had sex with him that many times. Like it feels like six times, maybe would have been enough. And that he would have been like, I'm in. You know what I mean? Like the sixth time she'd be like, "Could you You know, my husband's abusive. You think you want to kill him? He'd be like, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like they could have been mid-sex or a break between sex. And she could have asked him and he'd have been like all for it. It just felt like she dragged it out a long time to the sexual relationship. She really did. (laughs) Maybe she was a whore. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she felt she had to really, really sell it to him and really get him hooked in. I think he was hooked the first time. You know, the first time she said, let's do it he was hooked it was done, done oh he deal. definitely was yeah oh yeah they all signed yes. up to be a part of that documentary and that's kind of a great of way her. ish <laughs> segue to the number 5 you watch this movie <laughs> number 5 and that is Gus Van Sant's amazing direction of this film now Looking back at it now, 26 years down the road, this really is like a landmark movie that kind of almost has like a Nostradamus effect to it and kind of is almost foretelling things to come. This is one of the first works of art to use the faux documentary style as a storytelling device, which has now become a huge device in a lot of especially sitcoms, especially, you know, 30 minute sitcoms has been a huge device. This movie, as we kind of alluded to, starts basically through different interviews. We're interviewing characters, so we interview a sister. Uh, She's being interviewed, uh, Nicole Kidman's character, that is. Both sets of parents are being interviewed. Anybody who's been a a part of it is being interviewed. Joaquin Phoenix is being interviewed from prison. So there's a very big documentary feel to this movie, and it's one of the first. And, you know, at the time, you don't think about it. It just seems like a really quirky way of doing it. And it almost, felt like, it almost felt like because of the way Pulp Fiction came out. And anybody who watches a movie post-94 till, I want to say the mid-2000s, there was a lot of Tarantino copycats. And what I mean by that is not just the way he did storytelling, but people trying to find a quirky new way to tell stories. You know what I mean? They, they weren't looking for the straight story. And this was yeah, his definitely. own original way of doing it. You know I mean? Like at the time, people were probably like, oh, he's just trying to do something like Tarantino did because it's not all in sequential time all the time. You know, because we're kind of going, people telling us the story, and then we go and see events. You know, we're going back and forth. But now it's, you know, it feels very much like he's one of the first. And I don't have that for, for a fact, but it's pretty close to him being one of the first movies or any piece of, you know, yeah. no TV show was doing it like this. Where
1: they really use this? Yeah, it's like a yeah, crime. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, you know, crime I mean,
0: what is it? Um, yeah,
1: Christopher. Christopher Dust. Guest
0: basically became his genre. Yeah. But Gus Van Sant was one of the people to really, just like in The Office or Parks and Rec and shows like that, where yeah, the, where, it where, cuts we, away the, where to... we don't see the director, or anybody involved. Yeah. It's just we know there's a question's been asked and the person's answering the questions to the camera. We never hear the actual question, and then we see events. So it's
1: it was that first feeling of doing that. Yeah, it really was. Like I think going back now and, and rewatching this, this is like it kind of keeps in line with the uh, this whole month kind of is um this being a lot of films from like A-list directors, but like they're more unknown films that now rewatching them are more masterpieces than they were recognized back then. I 100% agree. 100% agree. One other thing, the ending
0: monologue, did it predict the obsessive desire for everyone to be famous, like YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok? Like, yeah. in 95, like, again, this is talking about, I want to be on TV. So, yeah. at the time, to be famous on TV, you had to somehow work into the news or be a TV actress. And this was more or less not about being an actress, this was really about being like a TV personality.
1: Yeah. Being Geraldo Rivera, being yes, Oprah being Winfrey. the Oprah, yes, being like a talk show yeah. host being kind of person, like, yeah.
0: And now that we like have a, all of this with YouTube, you know, coming out in the early, you know, early to oh, late yeah. to mid two thousands and all that stuff. No, yeah, but this we is have like news everywhere. Yeah, this is like five to ten years before any of this stuff happens. Back then in 95, there's no way you could have known that this was coming down the, the pipeline. And now you look at the MTV shows. I mean, God, I mean, how many 16 to pregnant? It's like, almost like MTV is almost encouraging yeah. you to be young and yeah. pregnant and get your yeah. show yeah. on yeah. so you can make money. you want some money? Exactly. Yeah. Like
1: fucking ridiculous.
0: All these stuff that, that came out. And then, you know, shortly after this came out, MTV did start doing stuff like the real world and stuff that, you know, I mean, like we actually started getting. Some of the stuff that we saw in in this movie become reality. And I don't want to say that, you know, reality television, like, watched fucking to die for So they said, we're going to do this. It's just odd that without knowing it, (laughs) Mr. Buck Henry, the writer, and Mr. Gus Van Sant kind of somewhat predicted, you know, where we are now in the state that we're in 26 years later. When this all happened, the internet was just starting. No one could have known what the internet would become and all the stuff yeah, that it no. would create, but yet it's just so weird to look back now, 26 years later. You know, they always talk about The Simpsons and how they predict things. Well, I'd like to say yeah. that I think Gus Van yeah. Sant's film here, To Die For, predict- predicted yeah, the, the, a bit the, of this future. You know, the, the, whether yeah, it knew the, it was going the, to or not.
1: The yearning for
0: fame. The yearning for fame. That, yes, outside yeah. of the normal mainstreams, like. Right. I mean, we're talking like not just with her, but I mean, look at like even American idols stuff like that. Like before, you had to be talented and have and try to get a yeah. a manager. Now you can just fucking try out. You know, like, pretty much. Daughtry didn't win, finished fourth or fifth. Famous. You know, there's a lot of people. Um, Adam, what's his name? Now the fucking lead singer for Queen. You know, I mean, like, all these people who were nobodies are now. Somebody's. All this desire for fame, and it really comes from, from this. So this movie, I mean, Gus Van Sant did an amazing job of putting it together, but two of the things that happened, two of the main things that happened in this film really kind of have come to life, you know? Like he, oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, he was one of the first to do the docu-style, and it works amazing, the faux docu-style. And he's also, you know, one of the, the sentences in the way this, this is talking about is just this desire for, this uns, insatiable desire for fame has come to life, and that's why I told you earlier, put your heads out of your ass, put your phones down, stop following these fucking stupid-ass fucking influencers. S-s-s- think about that. Influencer. Think about that. You let someone I you wish, don't fucking yeah. know influence you because they sell you a bullshit life that you're never going to fucking have
1: because you use Johnson & Johnson yeah.
0: baby shampoo? Not going to Fuck happen. off. What the fuck's wrong with
1: you? Not happening. Yeah, no.
0: That's. A, I think that's a fucking sign of mental illness right there. You fucking following <laughs> influencer. Be. Be. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here.
1: All right, so I'm guessing you're, you're not betting on uh, Logan's not going to be Floyd, in your opinion? Who? I hope he gets his two retinas detached. That's what I hope. Fuck that piece <laughs> of shit.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Another fucking useless, closeted, <laughs> racist piece of shit who's famous for being a fucking asshole. Because... Anyways, so... <laughs> I knew, I, I, knew I, can't I was coming fucking at fucking stand, I knew, that motherfucker. I knew
1: I was gonna. I, I, I was if going for If I wake up you. tomorrow I, I and the you, Logan I brothers
0: have caught or the Paul brothers have caught fire and died in a fire, I would like to thank the fire department for getting there so slowly. <laughs> I will donate money to the fire department for being there who, so who slowly Slash those tires. Could care less about either one of those useless pieces of shit. A decade from now, they're going to be washed up drug users. That's what's going to happen. So what happens when you have fame for so long and so fast, and I'm sorry, I know they're living in this moment now, but eventually they're going to disappear. Like, I remember my kids were like, oh, this guy, PewDiePie, and all these other people. I don't even hear about them anymore. You know what I mean? I'm sure they've still got some fame to them, but they disappear. Your fame is fleeting unless you're like an icon like a prince or a Michael Jackson or a Madonna. Your fame is very fleeting. So... These motherfuckers will all be flashing in the pans You know And I can't (laughs) wait for a decade or two from now When all these influencer families Kids grow up to be heroin addicts Or commit suicide because mommy and daddy Had to fucking manufacture their entire lives And they never lived real moments That's going to be a great (laughs) thing to see coming up Or how many of them murder their parents Much like to die for Because of this stupid (laughs) shit that they put them through I'm actually looking forward to that to be honest with you
2: There are some people Who never know who they are Or who they want to be. Until it's too late. And that is a real tragedy in my book. Because I always knew who I was and who I wanted to be. Always. It's time to make some
0: lists. All right, so our list this week, we are going to do first our top five killer femme fatale movies. It's always interesting to see what Matt's going to pick. He usually picks right, in know. the genre or he just jumps all place. It's probably going to be his favorite. <laughs> yeah. It's pro- probably all Pornhub stuff. We're sticking, with, we're sticking with females. I picked all males. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> male fatales. <laughs> yeah, they're male fatales. What are you talking about? Oh, you, you don't, don't want... This wasn't your favorite non-discriminatory male list. fatalities? Oh, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> So, it's an odd week. You go first, and I will pick it back off you. Oh, so, man. what is your number five killer fan-fix-hell uh, movie?
1: Yeah, I'm pumped for this because uh, this, this is going to be interesting. Uh, but, yeah, my number five is the great film from Mr. John Waters, Serial Mom, with Beverly being the mom that would do anything, including literally kill for her children. First off, she's amazing in it. Second off yes. It's also my number five Kathleen That's Turn awesome. Kathleen Turn is fucking amazing In that movie That is I think so we fucking should, good I, I
0: was thinking about I was like We gotta do that movie sometimes.
1: Zero mom definitely needs that <laughs> I forgot it was a John Waters film
0: uh, Yes yes It's one of his more Accessible Yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, not, yeah. Not pink Especially flamingos. Right that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of his more accessible. You won't see that on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you probably
1: will not see
0: that Un- on Netflix.
1: Unsimulated fellatio and feces eating? Yes. yes.
0: Fantastic. That's, that is ready for Netflix. <laughs> yes. Well, now you know it's my number five. That was a quick, easy way to get number five. But yeah, it's yeah, a great shit. movie.
1: She's just great, and you know she's fantastic. You could say that's a cool movie that could be. You could
0: also. say is Catholic, would she be in the vein of Femme Fatale? Because a lot of times Femme Fatale is you know sexy, yeah. se- but I think it works. I think she works. I think you know yeah, she's my, just my, so good now. My,
1: my killer women are yeah. Are, you know, some of them some aren't, are, just, but yeah, some are, but yeah, but she
0: is. The, she works. Is she because? when she makes the, the prank phone calls to the list le- yes. oh my
1: god oh my god
0: so fucking good so fucking good
1: so with that um, my number four I'm gonna take a Japan with Audition great movie Fan, like fantastic yes. she's diabolical yes. in it. Asami. yeah Asami yeah, yeah brutally yeah. diabolical. <laughs> yeah uh, talk about fun! Yeah, uh, like, uh, you, you don't want to say what you the...
0: want about how American cinema is violent. Nothing beats yeah. Asian cinema for violence between Japan yeah. and Korea, and sorry, South Korea. <laughs> North Korea's <laughs> its violence is real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's real that's violence. The, that's new. Those are propaganda <laughs> <Yeah>. films. <laughs> um, but like Asian cinema, uh, especially Japan and, and, and South Korea, goddamn, they're violent. Like, yeah, they don't even they don't pull they pull no punches, and they. No. They almost feel that like they're trying to hurt you in ways of like, yeah, you know, like in Tarantino like movies, something like, that, like like the head explodes. It's funny. But in theirs, it's like, they'll, they'll put like a fishing wire and they'll pull through the fate. And like, it's you just. Yeah. And, and they do it slowly. Slow. Uh,
1: and uh. yeah, like seeing. They do the opposite of Tarantino where he's like, let's hide some violence and make your mind build uh, it, Where they're like, no, nah, we're going to yeah. fucking show everything. We're going like, to like. I saw the devil people, or yeah.
0: old boy and all these. He's just like, Jesus Christ. Like you almost yeah, have to so, turn
1: away and wince because you're like, no, uh, it feels there's, very there's, real. Definitely. The, yeah. Well, if you want to watch a movie and do some wincing, watch Audition because you'll definitely do some wincing. Oh my God, Jess.
0: My number four has made its way back into the news because apparently, one of the most famous scenes, and also stars Mr. Wayne Knight, of a woman uncrossing her legs and showing her beeve cleave. Oh, yeah. She didn't know that she was having that happen. Very interesting to find that out many years later. But it's Sharon Stone in Basic. Instinct Great movie That is femme fatale That is That is the kind of sexy That gets men in trouble That's the manipulation That gets men to do stupid shit Because Because we see candy In front of our eyes And we just have to have The piece of candy But Sharon Stone is Fantastic in that Her best movie Is Casino Cause she's Grade A cunt Like if we open the book (laughs) The word cunt Her face is there Yeah
1: she is a. Fucking this is, bitch. I think, her second best one. like, yeah. And one of her most this memorable is debi- one. Di- This is her diabolical bitch, where Casino is just. Like, oh, so, but she's so good. Like, she, like, she is like so sultry, evil. and she just gets you so. Yeah. You're just, you know, like Michael Michael Jim Douglas, what's he going to do about
0: it? Uh, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. I really, really loved Basic Instinct. It's a great, great movie. Unfortunately, it spins off like like in the 90s, also knows like all these like try to be femme fatale movies. Like she was even put into another movie with like Billy Baldwin, some garbage one in that too. I forget the name of that, but that wasn't good either. So she unfortunately started to get uh, pigeonholed into these roles and they started to make like a ton of these movies. You know, trying to get like these these killer women movies, but they all were trying to follow the same footsteps as Basic
1: Instinct and were not successful. No, no, they definitely weren't. But yeah, with uh, with that, I'll pass off to my number three, uh, being uh, 1994 and a film from an extremely famous director that nobody's probably watched, that is Heavenly Creatures, with the great Mar of East Town starring in this very young age. Was Kate Winslet and her cohort there? I forgot who she was played by. Did
0: they recently remake that movie? Did they? I thought I thought have, they did. I,
1: I'm not sure if they did, but the original is yes. fantastic. The whole story of uh, you know two teenage girls uh, you know having uh, again a, le- a closeted lesbian relationship together, um, and decide to kill their parents. Fucking great movie. And it doesn't get more fucking evil than literally you're planning to murder your own fucking
0: parents. <laughs> did what are those two twins that did that in California? What was their names again? The uh the Mendez yeah, Brothers. Fuck. I just remember Mendez, the Mendez yes.
1: Brothers. Those fucking douchebags. <laughs> Holy
0: shit. Uh, I have a feeling my number three might be on your list, but it recently came out phenomenal with Miss Rosemond Pike. It is Gonger with Mr. Ben Affleck, and not Mr. Casey Affleck, but Mr. Ben Affleck from Mr. David Finchner. Phenomenal movie. So, so good. The twists and turns in that movie are great. I love the the chess match between her and Ben Affleck. I love how that movie goes one way and then flips the other way. And just, oh, so, yeah. so good. I don't want to give anything away because it's great. But, oh, she's, she's oh, Rose and so. Pike is great. She was just in a movie that just she's came fantastic. out on Netflix. Uh, I care a lot. I fucking hated her in that, and I'm not like I hate like she was yeah. good. I hated, fu- I fucking hated her. Yeah, like her I character. wanted her. To,
1: well, yeah, <laughs>
0: I wanted things that happened to her happen to her.
1: Yeah, no, oh. that and, and mm-hmm. that's what. Yeah, she's just as good in Gone Girl, um, mm-hmm. with that. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Like where you just like you hate you're 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 rooting against her yeah. while watching her on screen the entire time. I think and this will
0: probably be a list one day, but three of the people she. Um, Sharon Stone in Casino and the Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest. Those are the three yeah. women I despise the most in film. Like, fucking <laughs> yeah. hate them. Like, like just want bad things to happen to them. There's plenty of men in movies, but those three women just like, ah, oh, they're just the worst human beings ever.
1: And you want them to have bad ends to them. So that is my number three. Oh yeah. Well, with that, I'll bring it to my number two, being the greatest fangirl in the world, Miss Kathy Bates in Misery. <sighs> I'll admit it didn't make mine because she technically
0: doesn't kill anybody in the thing.
1: Yeah. She tries. Oh, you she, know is, she wanted to. She, she wants. Oh, I know.
0: Oh. I just I think I told you recently, I just bought this. So ladies and gentlemen, it is May. Oh, I'm sorry, it's June third. Yeah, we're recording this two days before. Yeah, thanks to Matt. We're recording this two days <laughs> before this comes out. Recently I bought Usual Suspects. I was looking for it and it was like nineteen ninety nine or in fourteen ninety nine on iTunes. i like, Jesus Christ. But for nineteen ninety nine I got it as a part of a four movie deal, Misery, Silence of the Lambs, Fargo, and The Usual Suspects can all be purchased in, I forget deal. the name
1: of the, the package, what it was, you know, the, the combo, but all four of those movies for 19 It's like, it's called like the the 94 to 1996 collection. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it was like a crime award winners or movie or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, whatever it's it was. It was,
0: it was, I mean, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I'll take oh, yeah. all of them. Absolutely, thank to you. Fucking
1: steal. Yeah, hell yeah. Sorry, going about misery. I apologize. Oh no, no, no. It, it, she's 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 the fangirl's worst nightmare. It's it's great. And it's one of those weird movies where James Khan is like, not
0: until he gets he's an elf. Is he's something like you know like a subdued guy? Normally he's like yeah. uh, you know he's he's con, he's in control of shit. Like he's wrecking some yeah. shit. And then these two movies, those two movies, he's mm. like at the oh, mercy. Fuck no. Yeah, he is at her mercy the entire time. It is one of those movies where you are just like. Oh, like you, <laughs> she is every bit as diabolical as it gets. You're just, she is fucking yeah. scary. Yeah. <laughs> My number two was your number four, and that's Audition by Takeshi so Mike. Good. It's an amazing movie. Violent as fuck. It's been a long time violent as since as fuck. I watched that. It's so fucking violent. And you start to question, like, Jesus, man. You think that men are the most violent creatures in the world. And then sometimes you go, God damn, women can. Women can go to some devious areas, some devious places, and can really strike
1: yeah. a chord, strike a
0: nerve. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> make you rethink watch some a, things. Watch, watch the audition, it'll definitely let you know where where shit can go. Yes,
0: yes, <laughs> yes. I won't get too much in because we've talked about doing um, a section of Asian films. So. We might make audition part of that movie because we talked about it. That might be part of our in season 27. Let's <laughs> do nothing but Asian cinema, nothing but North Korean films, some of the finest. But yeah, so uh, audition is an amazing movie, very violent, and um, that's all we're gonna say
1: for now. That's all we're gonna say. And with that, I'll bring it to mind number one with saying the first line that Mr. Ben Affleck says when she returns is "You're a fucking cunt." And that's Gone Girl. Yeah. I had Rosemond Pike it. Yeah. is is a fucking cunt. She is the epitome. She is an absolute bitch. Mm. Uh, but she's so great at it. She's like fantastic. Well, yeah, you already know how I feel about that. Yeah, she she is amazing in it.
0: She uh, she, she is terrible. Did she get yeah. nominated for this? She did get okay. nominated for an Oscar. She did, of course, she didn't win because why? She didn't no. win, but yeah, she didn't get. Yeah. She, didn't, she didn't get the cunt award of the year. <laughs> yeah. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> My number one actually won this actress her only Academy Award to date. She is unrecognizable in it. And when you see, it's based on a true story. And when you see her in the film and then you see who she really plays, it's pretty scary how close it is. And it yeah, is. Mrs. I know what you're going to say. Charlize Theron <laughs> in Monster. The true story so of, of a female serial killer in Florida, who had been raped by some men. She was like a trucker, I believe. I believe she was, yeah, she was a trucker, and she had been raped, and she kind of got back at them and killed them. And then that just kind of like sparked her into killing men, into almost being like luring yeah. them in and then killing them. So it also stars Christina Ricci as her love interest in it. and Yeah, so good. Phenomenal. And They're both great. Yeah, and it won Charlie's her Academy Award. I'm telling you. Doesn't look like Charlize at
1: all. And to think, it's unreal. Uncanny. Yeah, no, it's insane. The, the, the Yeah, the uh, her hair and makeup for the role, the way that she And how much she it. looks
0: yeah. like the woman she's playing.
1: Identical. It's like a mirror image. Fucking yeah. insane. Yeah. To, and to think back then, to predict that Patty Jenkins would go on to do Wonder Woman. I know.
0: Fucking I insane. Know. I know. Great, Great, great movie. So, there you have it. There is our list for our top five killer femme fatales movies. Let's see. We have three the same. So, that will give us a total of seven, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Seven of them to check out. Now, our, as we, I already talked, told you who it was going to be. Our actor this week is Mrs. Nicole Kidman. Our top five favorite Nicole Kidman films. Since Matt started up the last one, I will leave this one off. He will close us out. So my number five is a movie that was a remake, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was a remake, or at least it's based off a book. It does start Mr. Christopher Walken as well. It is The Stepford Wives, where nice. men have their wives created it for them. It is a remake, yeah. And yeah, yeah. it is really good. First off, just to have Christopher Walken in the movie makes it work. But she does a great job of playing this robotic sex pot that then things happen and change, change what happened. Change yeah. Change the psyche. Yeah, a couple of, uh, things
1: change. Yeah, what you yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like Westworld point. a
0: little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, there, there's is, a Westworld really feel to it for sure. There's definitely a Westworld Not feel. That, to that's it. that's for sure. Um, I forget who else is in that with it. There's another good um, female actress. I can't think right now. There's a couple of good ones in it, but, you know, it's oddly enough, it's kind of a feminist movie. I know it sounds weird that, you know, they got these these wives who basically live up to the old-fashioned 1950s idea of a woman where she is, her two main places are in the bedroom and in the kitchen. And that's what these Stepford wives are for. It's to be in the bedroom and the kitchen until... <laughs> until the robots be, be, become sentient, and then things don't go as well. So I suggest you give it a try, because um, if you like her in this movie, you'll like her in this one, as in The Stepford Wives as well, because she does get to play a bit of that sexy, dangerous-type uh, female character. And Christopher Walken's in it. Hello?
1: Well, what more do you need? Christopher fucking Walken. That's all you should need to know. Yeah, that's funny. So both of our number fives are remakes. But different remakes. So my number five is from Miss Sofia Coppola. Oh. This is The Beguiled from just a few years ago, 2017, uh, with Nicole Kidman playing the head, I don't know, headmistress, I would say. Yes. Of the school, that the all-girls school that yep. um, they are all attending uh, when they try to nurse a union soldier uh, back to health. And everybody gets jealous, and he starts sleeping around, and... Things don't start things don't go too good. <laughs> uh, once again, a man
0: a man enjoying the dreams of his mind and then not feeling really how bad that is when there's jealous women. Like <laughs> jealousy can kill you, can get you
1: killed. <laughs> Yeah, fantastic. She's great in it. Oh, a great ensemble cast. Another one. All-woman ensemble cast, except for Mr. Colin Farrell. <laughs> I feel yeah. like this is one of maybe two movies on this list with Mr. Colin Farrell. I'm just going to make a, make a <laughs> prediction. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. And they might be both in the same year. My number four is one of her, maybe only, I'm not sure,
0: uh, steps into horror, and that is The Others, where she plays so, uh, the mother of two young children and... And they are in a ho- house that is haunted by the others, I would say. There's a lot of twists and turns in it. And I don't want to give too much away because it's a great movie. You need to go see it. I don't want to give away anything that's a, that's a horror movie. Yeah, but she's it, it, really good. Like She really does a great job of playing in the horror genre. I don't know if she's in any other horror movies. She
1: was in, I think, the the remake of uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's all I can think of. Yeah, but that, that's of. not much of a horror that's movie. Not, I don't, yeah, yeah. That
0: felt more, that's more sci-fi. The oddly, odd thing about this, this came out in the early 2000s. So this came out before this new wave of jump scare movies. I don't want to say it's too much. It's all jump scare. But I think this movie would play better today had it come out than I think it did when it came out in the early 2000s. You know what I mean? I think if it came on the 2010s where we had this yeah. big renaissance of jump scare movies, some are okay. Most I don't, I could give two shits about. But I think it would actually have played better during that time frame. I think it was the, maybe it's ahead of its time. As far as, you know, now where the, the, the current flavor of horror, at least was. I think now we're starting to also move yeah. towards psychological horror. Oh, yeah. But, you know, for a while there, it was just jump scare, jump scare, jump scare.
1: Yeah. Sequel, this one, sequel, that, sequel. That, yeah. that This one, that one handles it so well. The jump scares that are in that movie are phenomenal. Creepy as yeah. fuck. It's creepy as fuck. Super fucking yep. creepy. <laughs> yeah. With that, um, I'll bring into my number four being the Lars von Trier film Dogville, with her playing a woman on the run from the mob in a small Colorado community. So fucking good. Underrated movie. I've actually never seen that. Really good. Definitely check it out. You got about two hours and 53 minutes, I think, on, on, your, on your plate. Right so Roundup done with do. this. I'm going to go do that. <laughs> go watch that. Yeah, exactly. Be up all night.
0: My number three came out, I think, two years ago. This one's based on a true story, where she is a part of the Fox News team of sexual harassment in Bombshell, also starring Charlize Theron. Um, Yes. Excellent. Excellent movie. A very creepy behind-the-scenes look. And look... Without getting this, getting too much into personal views, but if you ever turn on Fox News, there's not a single female on there that doesn't have a skirt above her knee and isn't being pushed to the forefront for her looks. And no one cares what's coming out of her Ailes. mouth. Yep. Yeah. So that should tell you where the Republican conservative base thinks of women. They need to be eye candy, and that's about it. And then they're usually bookended by two fucking moronic men or dumbasses anyways. But this is an excellent story. Excellent movie. Um, and also Margot Robbie is in it as well. So Charlie Surround, Margot Robbie, and Nicole Kidman—they are fantastic in this film. It's a real—it's yeah. I mean it's based on a true stories. I was thinking excellent film. about
1: that film a lot while rewatching this. Yes, yes, I know what you mean. Yes, yes. Yeah, like yeah. The, the, especially the way the editing of yes. that film is very similar to the way yep. they edit. Back and forth yep. between scenes. And she actually
0: makes it to the big time. There it goes. That's what happens. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's Maybe that's how that movie ended. She, Maybe She that's moved how, into uh, Bombshell. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. how it
1: goes. She moved into Bombshell. you have to check it out to find out. But yeah, since uh, we're doing our top five Colin Farrell films, my number three is uh, The Killing of the Sacred Deer from Yargos Lanthimos. Uh, with her playing the subservient wife to the heart surgeon. You know, a heart <laughs> surgeon can't kill a patient; only anesthesiologists can. In a very diabolical film that I can't even <laughs> begin to really get into without us doing a full you breakdown. You will, I think, in April next year. I think. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, like your birthday
0: month. Your never-ending birthday month next year will have it be <laughs> nothing <year>. but that. So <laughs> another
1: five weeks that will feel
0: like ten. Absolutely. Oh Jesus! So number two. So uh, you know, we did talk about Tom Cruise and choosing some movies. Closing in. Yeah. My number two. Again, she she it's a fantastic film. It's a whole different side of her, but it's Eyes Wide Shut, which again we've talked about, but I really wish we got to see the Kubrick cut, which we'll never get to see because he died before he could cut it. So that's just something that'll never happen. Another in another timeline that we aren't living in. Maybe Rick and Morty will show up and take us to that timeline. We get to see his version of Eyes Wide Shut. That'd be fucking great. But she's great in it. Like it's a really so good. Yeah. But her and Tom Cruise are phenomenal in it. You know, like we've said before. Tom Cruise gets a lot of shit, but a lot of his dramatic roles. So he's really, really good. And this movie yeah, is really, is really good. So good. Even in the version that it came out as. Not you know wasn't officially the Kubrick version of what it could have been, but you know as we've talked about when we did Clockwork Orange, the guy did like what 200 extra hours. He burned the film, so yeah, who only knows what this movie yeah. could have been if he had yeah, lived you, you to, put, to finish it.
1: There, there are no non-Kubrick cuts because he gets destroys yeah, yeah, no, everything. That you he get the use. Kubrick cut. That's it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's, that's it. it. There's only one. Yep. Yeah. Well, my number two is also Eyes Wide Shut, <laughs> so that will be a quick hand-knob uh, back to you, but yeah, I fucking love Eyes Wide Shut, and I, I love Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, I, I mean, it's Stanley Kubrick. If you don't like Stanley Kubrick, we'll say it
0: again. Go fuck yourself. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. My number one is a movie that we will do this year. I know this for a fact. It'll be in our second season, but it will be by the end, towards the end of this coming year. It is Destroyer. It is a film that should have garnished her a nomination and possibly an award. It's much like the movie that I talked about with Charlize Theron in Monster. She's almost unrecognizable in this film. It is a brutal story of her playing a uh, hooked on pain pills and alcohol. like just looks like she's been dragged through seven miles of bad road. But she's a detective in L.A., and... It's, oh, it's such a good fucking movie. I can't even, I, I don't want to get into it, because we are going to get into it. But, man, you want to talk about a performance that is just, like, out of left field. Until this movie came out, I thought her to die for a performance was her her greatest, because it was just, you know, nothing What you would think of Nicole Kidman compared to the rest of her catalog, and then when Destroyer came out, I was like, holy shit, like, if I didn't tell you she was in it, if you don't ever see anything, you just started watching the movie, you'd be like, she looks familiar, but you wouldn't know it was her. Like, she oh, yeah. is just brutal in this. And yeah. It's a great story. It's a tough story, and man, she she takes an ass whooping in this film.
1: Yeah, it's a fucking crazy yeah, movie. Yeah, I'm I, pumped. I'm pumped to talk yeah, about
0: it. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I'm pumped to see it again.
1: To be honest with you, not because yeah. she takes an ass whooping. I'm yeah. to
0: like, oh <laughs> yeah, Scott wants to see Nicole Kim get her ass whooped. No, because <laughs> it's a great movie. But, Yeah, it's probably probably the wrong uh-huh. time to say those two things at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's funny because both of ours. So we we started with remakes, and we're we going to end with amazing makeup and my number one is the hours with her playing virginia wolf it's fantastic that's her academy award winning one correct i think she She won won for that yeah just that opening scene you know seeing her yeah no secret no spoilers virginia wolf killed herself and seeing her kill herself spoiler spoiler (laughs) <laughs> yeah just in case you haven't like you missed the last like i don't know how old when that she killed herself fucking like 70 fucking five years ago it's like yeah. me telling certain populace of america that hey we won world war ii and defeated the nazis or we also defeated how the confederate how dare Army. you how dare <laughs> how you revisionist history we all know how Be it went Lying son of a bitch the Clintons changed everything. Everybody <laughs> knows Clinton's this. Re-wrote it all. You must read that o- Obama history book. Thanks, Obama. But yeah, oh, my God. The transformation. She's unrecognizable as Virginia Woolf. I mean, she's. I, I'm surprised that Trespass didn't make
0: it in here. I'm going to say I'm a little, 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 little disappointed <laughs> that Trespass You're disappointed Neither that, of us that wasn't put trespass my number in here. one. <laughs> as much as we love Nicolas Cage. And we do love Nicolas Cage. And he's got he's yeah. got a new movie oh, coming man. out. What's uh that they're already starting to shoot. Um they just talked about this week. Fuck. I'll, I'll bring it up next week then. But it's yeah, don't that's not a good movie with them in it. Just <laughs> yeah, not a good know, one. No. But so we have great. nine Nicole Kidman films. Nine. We only yeah. picked one. We only picked uh, and we actually have ten.
1: Check. If you want to go watch Trespass, and ten. If you go. want, yeah, if you want to,
0: if you want to waste your time with Trespass, hop or you can on listen in. to The old podcast. So you've got nine Nicole Kidman movies and seven Femme Fatale killer movies. Whatever I call it, <laughs> killer Femme Fatale. So there you have it. Until next week, watch this or die. So that will do it for this week's installment. Once again, we would both like to thank you for hanging out with us and letting us gush all over you about this movie. Now we do hope that you will enjoy it as much as we have, so please let us know what you thought of this movie by reaching out to us on our social media platforms. Now we can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Watch This or Die. Also, feel free to DM us your thoughts of this week's film. You can always give us your own top five list, tell us what you did or didn't like about the show, and even suggest some movies for us to watch. we hope you will join us again next week for our next movie recommendation and as always i'm scott Crosher. i'm matt LaPlante. and until next time watch this or die